Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. I hope all of you bleary-eyed people who uh, ate too much stayed up a little bit too late uh, last night to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, have been able to trudge through today, sitting in your chairs uncomfortably at work. Uh, Dave, that's how Super Bowl Monday uh, is. How are you? You have a good weekend? Yeah, man. I had a, I had a pretty great weekend. Yeah. Saturday Same. was nice. You got to play golf twice. There you go. I'm good. And now we're going to have snow today. Uh, I don't think we are. Uh, they, 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 they took back the we winter the, uh, weather advisory. The Jurich Dome. We're good. Yeah, we, they they took back the winter weather advisory and, and the, the the temperatures and the I don't know, man. I don't think we're going to get it. All shit I mean, I'm fine either way. Like, I'm, I'm not dying for it. You know what I mean? No, if you give me snow, I want significant snow. If you're just going to yeah, dust right. it, I don't need it in my life. Just keep it. I don't need it in my life. I like yeah, that. Just keep it. But if you're going to give me like three or four inches, let's do it. Mark that. <laughs> wow. Right, we are it. off to a roaring it, start. It. <laughs> off to a roaring start. You are our man. Well done, Dave. Well, look, we've got uh, a lot to get into, uh, a lot to talk about here today. Basically, uh, any one of three things could probably carry the vast majority of the show. Mm. We had the Super Bowl that went to overtime. The Chiefs win again. And everything that swirls around all of that, we'll talk about that a yeah. lot. Uh, we had the Louisville men beat Georgia Tech and beat them in a way that's different. Yeah. Uh, kind of. In some, uh, another game with another win where somebody else plays really well. Welcome, Caleb Gable Glenn, to the conversation. Right. Yeah. right. So a lot to talk about uh, there, at least with, with what's how we can enjoy the rest of this season, uh, which is – I think about the appropriate conversation sure. for that, but it happened and it's, it has continued a bit of a trend that no matter what you think about coaches or whatever, this is a lot better to watch than what we saw the first half of the season. Yes, I agree. And so we'll talk about that it's a the lot. Most uncontroversial way to put it. It's the coolest of takes. Well, actually right. it would be like the lukewarmest of takes, right? Like, yeah, like it's, it's not cold. It's, it's not, not cold. wrong. No, it's just, it shouldn't be it's controversial. It should. It's not even a take. That's right. It's just a fact. That's right. Like it, it's not even an opinion on the coaches. It's nothing about anything else. It's just this is better than the first half, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> and then of course we had uh, 
in a year where I think he has been above average in his good behavior, right, uh, in this area, uh, we. Uh, do you remember that uh, the old the the the, uh, the very famous Dr. Dre lyric like you're gonna mess around and turn me back to the old me? Oh yeah. Like we we got that. Like I don't know how else to describe it than Forgot that. Forgot about Dre. Yeah, we got that uh, on. Uh, by the way, if you had me quoting Dr. Dre in the first three minutes of the show, catch that ticket. Forgot about Jeff. <laughs> Still Jeff. That's what That's we right. need. We need that. Please, somebody make that very quickly. Uh, we got the old Jeff uh, because you asked for it. You being <sighs> officials, not you. Uh, Dave Skull, uh, and we have to talk about that as well. So we'll get into all of that uh, really here uh, throughout the show. And we'll open up the phones uh, a little bit later on and let you guys uh, weigh in on all of this. Uh, but Dave, the reason that everyone's a little bleary-eyed this morning, uh, I, I heard uh, Jamel Hill that was on uh, Levitar this morning. Yeah. No, no voice whatsoever. Oh, wow. No, I, I saw the uh, the clip of her, and it was like, man, this is – People went hard. Yeah, it's but, tough. That's tough. The, and I know that the NFL, just big picture, loved how it went in Vegas. Sure. But it's the first time I've ever heard people who went to the Super Bowl for like the two weeks who are like, I'm so glad I made it out alive. <laughs> two weeks in Vegas is too much. That's a lot. It's right. a lot. Like the media members that went to Vegas for two weeks. And I said that's something I've never been there, but everyone who was there was like, I can't believe I did that. Never been to Super Bowl. Haven't been to Vegas since I was like six or seven years old. Um, it's probably quite a different experience. I'm sure it is from like. The game room in the basement of the Excalibur. I'm sure it's different now than it was then. But I, I can't imagine doing Vegas for that long. And obviously, most of them are working, but they're playing too, you know. And then when the game comes around, there's there's a mix. The fans that are there, I'm sure, are just next level. When you spend that much money to go, spend that much money to get in, you're gonna get your money's worth, right? You well, try to. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to do it, you might as well go all the way. Better. Uh, so they did. Look, I thought it was a great example of the stakes being able to make uh, what otherwise would have been an Iowa football game very exciting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm being somewhat hyperbolic there. But no, the first half was like that. The second half, I think, got a little better. It picked up. Yeah. They rallied at the end to make it a lot more enjoyable than the first half was. Uh, but over time, if I tell you, you're going to San Francisco. You're you're going to hold the Chiefs to 19 points in four quarters. Ten out of ten times they should win that game. But if I tell you you're going to hold the 49ers to 19 points, ten out of ten you should win that game yeah. too. And the thing is, it wasn't like to the extent that it was a defensive battle in the first half was a little surprising. The fact that both teams had great defenses was known, though. You know, like we we knew it could happen this way. We just assumed that with the coaches. And the offenses that they had and the quarterbacks that were on the field, that there were going to be points scored regardless of how good the defenses played. Uh, and eventually that bore out, but it took a while. You know, Andy Reid had to get some halftime adjustments and started, you know, calling some plays that he, they haven't done a lot this year or really like Pat Mahomes RPOs on, in a couple of big key situations. And, and he, he executed them flawlessly, you know, but that's what happens when you have that reputation as a passer. Um, and a couple others, there were just, there were great play designs. I thought that, that the defensive, the level of defensive play brought out the best in the offensive play calling on both sides, regardless of whether it was 19, 19 at the end of regulation or not, they had to work hard to get there. Oh, sure. Yeah. 
No, look, and they you he, Mahomes ends up with really impressive stats, yeah, uh, and the impression on you he leaves uh, by the way that he plays, uh, and I'm starting to I think realize that his real greatness, and maybe this is beginning sort of like the mature stage of his career, uh, where what impresses me most about him is the way he will just consistently, and I mean consistently, down in and down out. Take that five yarder, take that six yarder, take that seven yarder, take that four yarder, even throw it away, you know, take a sack, whatever. And then the moment you hesitate, I'm throwing this thing 55 yards in yeah. the air, right into the lap of Hardman over the top of all of you. And, and just to remind you that I can do it. And then I'm going to be as efficient as you dare me to be. And the minute you give me a chance, I'm going to burn you with it. And it, I thought that the, the last couple of drives in regulation and overtime – drove home the difference and this is not a criticism of Brock Purdy at all who we'll talk about but there were a couple of times where in crucial moments the Chiefs called a play because they weren't really super afraid of him and they never called a play that's like well we can't be too aggressive here as a defense the Chiefs I didn't think and with Mahomes you you do not have that option no and a handful of times with screens with the RPOs or with basically kind of the naked boots or, with, mm. you know, that sort of thing where he had the two long runs, all of that, you know, he either super punishes your aggression or you could see them sort of do that amoeba thing where they just sort of try to stay in place and make him decide. Uh, it doesn't work. In the end, in these crucial, crucial moments, it worked on Purdy. It doesn't work on him. Yeah. There was, he, he might have one of one that way. He might have had two or three bad throws all game. You know, I remember the one in the fourth quarter that could have easily been intercepted that he kind of threw away while he was going down that went between two defenders and there was no receivers anywhere. Um, but really, in, in their interception in the game, like the, other than that, I mean, he was he was rock solid. And you can even see him, like, he, he makes those decisions in real time. And you watched – there was one play late where he, he – early in the – maybe two two seconds into the drop back, he cocked his arm for a – you know, it was like a – you know, he was about to toss it deep, and then he he held it and dumped it off and got the yardage they were giving him, you know. And, and, and look, I think he was incredibly annoying this season. <laughs> I, I, he, he has become a villain in the NFL. He's gone from everybody liking him to has most. He? Yes. Really? I think a lot of people don't okay. like Pat Mahomes anymore. Hmm. Has nothing to do with anything else going on with the Chiefs. Uh, he has bitched all season. I mean, after he won that Jets game, he, he was gifted that game. Gifted. And the way he reacted was unreal. Uh, and he's just, he's a crybaby. But I still have a great deal of respect for him as a player and think that he's maybe the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. We're going to give it time. But at this point in his career, three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs by the time he's 28. I, we all know things can happen, but he is on track to be the greatest of all time. And there's no doubting who's driving the bus right now. You know, in early in Tom Brady's career, he had to become Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, he, he, he had a, a metamorphosis where he went from being uh, the ultimate game manager to being the straw that stirs the drink instead of just the ice cubes. You know what I mean? And, and with Pat Mahomes, he's been the straw since the moment he took the ball in year two. You know, through 50 touchdowns, first year as a full-time starter. That's ridiculous. And it's never been a, a question. And he's 
even if his stats have wavered this way and that, it hasn't been because of him. It's because of what he's been dealing with and the receiving core that he's taken Carry to two even. straight Super Bowl wins. <laughs> taken. Yes, with like Travis Kelsey as his, you know, one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. Uh, and we can talk about him later too as somebody who's turned the corner also. But um, him being by far his most reliable, and obviously we'll see – Rasheed Rice had a good year, you know, and we'll see where where he ends up. But, I mean, he was throwing balls to, you know, Valdez Scanling and, and Mecole Hardman, all, all Hardman in the last part of the season, but all year, you know, and, and receivers that just everybody thinks they're going to be the next thing or, or, or he's going to turn them into a superstar. And then for a day he does. Yeah, and that's the thing that he's been – that's been part of him becoming kind of the – a little bit of a villain is that he has not at times this year he has I think it's the pressures of his teammates and what he's had to do that's maybe turned him into a little bit more of a of an ass on the sidelines, you know, and, and, and a little bit of a brat. But I don't hate Patrick Mahomes and I don't let his his um bad behaviors or brattiness affect my perception of him as a as a player. You know, like, I'll never let that go. He just is becoming a little bit of a – and I don't think it's a doubt. He is, they have turned the corner as a team from, like, the awesome upstarts with this young quarterback to, all right, get him. We're done. <laughs> Somebody please beat them. It's it's not just him. It's the entire team. Him and Kelsey, though, they've they've had their own little journeys the last two years. Okay, so you said it at the very end, and I'm glad that you said it because I feel like – the whole Mahomes uh, Brady stuff—it's it, so lazy, and it's so premature, uh, and it trivializes Brady. So I'm not here for any of that. I hate that conversation already. Not because it can't ever happen. It's—he's six years in. Yeah. And oddly enough, I—I I appreciated the distinction you were making, where Brady was part of a Super Bowl winner, and then like Brady was why they were winning. Yeah. But weirdly enough, I think most people probably agree this the 10 years where he was like the main thing there was when they weren't winning <laughs> right <laughs> or by, a lot of it oh yeah but, i mean like they didn't win when they, he became the statistical right juggernaut right. and had randy moss and west welker and they were ridiculous they didn't win the super bowl that year but what i you at the very end of what you were saying there just now you said someone please beat them and it's that feeling yeah. that he has already hammered into everybody else that i feel like is we can go ahead and recognize that now. All of you, whether you were rooting for them, whether you were rooting against them, whether you cared one way or the other, you knew they were going to drive down and tie that game. Yeah. And you knew they were going to drive down and score and win that game in overtime. You knew it. I knew it. The 49ers knew it. The Chiefs knew it. Vegas knew it. God knew it. Everyone knew it. Your mama knew it. Everyone, Everyone knew. knew that was going to happen. And it's that feeling of inevitability, but a, a competitive inevitability, not cheating nothing like that i'm saying like if when the when it comes down to it in the moment of moments he's gonna make the play and it's so rare but that's what we sort of watch for is to see people see if they can really maintain that and if anyone's ever able to overcome it so far people really aren't not really you know and that's that's the thing they they... even the losses sorry even the losses in a super bowl yeah and in overtime in the playoffs like it's got that thing where it's like you just barely get away from them no matter what right even when you do. 
And look, he's uh, – you could see it on their faces. Like you could see it on all the Niners' faces on the sideline. They're just like, this is happening. There's nothing we can do about it. He's coming down and scoring. Now, whether they knew that was going to uh, end the game or not is um, obviously a question because most of them – there were multiple 49er players that said they didn't know how the new <laughs> overtime rules worked, we have to which is a that. massive failure on the coaching staff's part. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Um but look, Mahomes. That's that's he's the guy. You can't give him the ball last. You can't just kick a field goal. I, I feel like as soon as they kicked the field goal, that game was over. I mean, I know that that might oversimplify it, but Jamel Hill actually said something similar when she was like, "Look, when that play call with the empty backfield on third and four probably changed, or probably lost the Super Bowl for him because it felt like they weren't playing four downs for the touchdown. You know, they were just." You got to have your best stuff there. You have to. You can't settle for a field goal because the Chiefs are coming down the field. They're scoring and they're beating you in the Super Bowl. There is no tomorrow. There is no next week. You got to empty the clip there. You have to. Uh, and even like the little parts of it, uh, third and goal. That third and goal play. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I was like, I wonder if the Forty ers will score here. But when on the fourth down plays for the Chiefs. I never doubted they were going to convert them. Right. Not right. even for a moment. I had no thought of the 49ers being able to stop them. But And it's weird. Like Kyle Shanahan was so aggressive on that fourth down play in regulation. Yeah. And it was a ballsy play. It and was. A lot of kudos to the, for that. But it just felt like you can't be conservative. Or you can't waste a down in overtime. And they drove all the way down the field and just stalled inside the 10. Can't do it, man. I... I I had no doubt at that point that the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. Like something freaky had to happen. Like Mahomes hadn't put a ball up for sale in a while, and like you know, it was it. They had figured out the sauce on moving the ball against the the Niners at that point. And and look, it, and by the way, at the end of the day, like I'm I don't have any love for the 49ers either. So I Same. didn't. I wasn't rooting for or against anybody. I was rooting for my bets, and they were all the Chiefs. You know, so it, it's at the end of the day, it's fine. And I'm happy for Jason Anderson. Mm-hmm. Though now he's got three in his adult life, well, three in his life period since the first one was Super Bowl four. I maybe that's enough. Maybe I, maybe at some point I'll stop being happy for Jason Anderson at this point. But but yeah, man, it, it's a uh, look. Tip of the cap to the Chiefs. It's up to everybody else to figure out a way to beat them, even when they look vulnerable. At the end of the day, in the playoffs, they're a different team. Now I thought it was striking early on, uh, really. The first half, almost the entire first half. Two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game, the Ravens were way overdone, right? Like they were amped beyond uh, discipline. And for the first half of this game, that was the Chiefs. They were the ones committing stupid personal fouls, turnovers. You've got Kelsey running into Kelsey Andy accosting Reed. Andy Reid. I'm running into him uh, on the sidelines uh, over there, and you yelling and slamming his helmet and all. And like, what the hell was that? Well, I I don't know. I mean, he was. It was right after the the uh, Pacheco fumble, right? And he wasn't on the field. And he wasn't before. on the field, and that's the reportedly he was upset because he wasn't on the field. But and I, you, you can go over and yell at your head coach and be mad, but dude, running into him with your like elite athletic body into like a 66 year old overweight dude not cool like there's no way to slice that like i'm not overreacting to it right i'm not gonna be like 
one of those people that's flying off the handle. But I, right. the first thing I saw, and I was like, it's off putting. Even it's if gar- you don't it's think garbage. it's some sort, yeah, yeah, it's it's not. It's not elder abuse, but I'm it's not garbage. I don't, well, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, right. I, I don't yeah. see it, and I'm like, that dude is a big problem. But that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, that like that's and not you, okay. When you filed away with the rest of his nonsense in the last couple of years, he's he's been a sore ass for a while, and I just think he's like, I think he's self aware now. Uh, you know, not everyone does well with that. No, you know his antics with with Justin Tucker, whatever, and yeah. like this week, and he's 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 always been a taunter. And he just gets away with it. You know, he's good at it. That's why the whole thing was was silly that the other team was getting called for taunts and complained the Chiefs. It's like, dude, Kelsey's the best at it, and to some of that deserves some credit. But he's a he's a blank heel. He is, is what it is. Yeah, I think he is officially one of those players. That if uh, if you like him or, or the Chiefs, you love him, and if yeah. you don't, you do you the opposite of love him. Yeah, if you're a Chiefs fan, he's your favorite player. Him, yeah, yeah, you love him. And if you're he's not there, a Chiefs fan, it's Montrezero. like And I'm not somebody. Joe Kim Noah, whatever. Montrez was the first person I thought of. You know, as far as our yeah our our uh, point of view, but it's just one of those things, man. I I. I generally, is when stuff happens between the lines, I have a fair amount of latitude. Sure. You know, I know how it is during football games. And during the Super Bowl, you're going to be at a level I couldn't even imagine of amped, you know, in intensity. I just can't, I can't even fathom it. But that's just out of bounds. It's not a good look. I don't care what you're, you're trying to laugh it off or whatever. It's like, dude, have a little more comportment at that time. Like that word, composure. Like you that. like that, yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's talk for just a second uh, about. He's a jackass. Sorry, I was going to throw that out there. <laughs> I think he's. I think it's going to his head a bit. It's way less cool than his brother. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that part of it. Uh, let's. Can we talk about overtime and Kyle Shanahan and really just kind of Kyle Shanahan? This is his bill was way too flat. I'm with you. Like it, it has a little. It's a problem. Little curve, but it's not enough. Not it's enough, enough curve. to know that he, it's enough to show he knows better. Yeah, <laughs> but like he a, doesn't do it right. Wrap that thing around your ibuprofen bottle it's like I do, hard, right? You know, <laughs> and get it's that not thing that bent that difficult properly. to do. But it's obvious both <laughs> his explanation of why they did what they did, and the players on the team saying they didn't know the overtime rules had changed to where the other team would get the ball if they, even after they scored. Because of the guy on the other sideline, by the way. Be- you have two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl. How in the world have you not spent any time on it? Even just like on the field a minute before you go do the coin toss for overtime. And so for him to explain like, hey, I just thought we would want to have the ball third. It was. In, I thought it was. It was just malpractice on his part, uh, and and their part. And it, if I was a fan, it's one of those things where it's like I don't really know how he's ever going to get that trust about. I want our coach always to be maniacal about every little competitive detail, even if that choice is only uh, one point. Two percent of the entire outcome of the game. Yeah, you lost an overtime on a field goal. Yeah, or a touchdown after your field goal. Like that's how close the game was. Yeah, who's to say that didn't change things? I mean, it's really the it's it's how closer are you not ready to, for that? It's closer to the I don't understand it either. 
Like if you're if you're a head coach in the NFL, you have to be so detail oriented. I don't understand it whatsoever. And that's why there's like um, the canaries in the coal mine for me are when people are bad at, at clock management and stuff early. And they're like Todd Bowles with the Jets. Sure, was awful with the clock. Right now, he, he a little better, but like at the time, he was so bad at clock management and stuff like that. I was like, guys. <laughs> How do you get into a game situation and not have these bases covered? Like, if you're not good at it, you better have somebody standing next to you that's phenomenal at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and this file, you file that under it. It's game management and it's understanding the rules. If you're a head coach, you can't afford to not understand any little rule and rule change that's happened, especially a massive rule change that happened as a direct result of an AFC championship game two years ago. Like, it's, it's, it's not that long ago. It was such a famous case. Like, and, and I don't really understand how you get into that situation. Maybe it's the flat bill. It's something like that. It's, 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 it's affecting his, his mental brain. aptitude. That's right. But I do think but you, have to, you have to look at it closer to – because the principles now of the coin toss, it's closer to the college now where you'd rather see what they do first. Yeah. And have the second result. I mean, because if, if, if they kick a field goal, if you – Score a touchdown, the game's over. And if they score a touchdown, you can go for two and win and yourself two. Yeah. Like you just, you have it all in front of you. You give yourself a chance to stop Pat Mahomes first. Don't give Pat Mahomes the ball last. Well, and that's the, that's the thing about what Shanahan said about their logic is he said, you know, we, we just assume we would have the ball. We just assume have it third, which is to say, I'm assuming they'll score or will score. Well, if you're assuming they'll score, take it second. That's what I'm saying. Like you are assuming your defense won't stop them. Yeah. So you just take, told me that. So take it second. Yeah. Then you know exactly what you need uh, no matter what. And for a guy who has that genius reputation, mm-hmm. that, that just feels like kind of a big blunder to me. Looks like the guy from Succession. <laughs> Ken? Not, yeah, Ken. Yeah. Uh, very much so. He looks just like him. And he his just, quarterback looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of good tweets last night. <laughs> But the one that showed Lee Harvey Oswald like with the rifle when it's like oh, yeah. when it was like uh, Purdy when he sees that RFK Junior ad, like oh God. that that's very funny. It's not, but it is. It's you know not, what I mean? but it like, is. That's what makes it funny. Is it's too soon? It's no, years. no, I don't think so. Because our, by the way, Homeboy topped himself by running that ad, apologized for it, <laughs> and then. Pinned it as his pinned tweet. He said, I didn't have anything to do with it. He said, I didn't have anything to do with it. Then he, then he Sorry pinned if it upset my his, family, but here it is. He tw- pinned it to his Twitter profile. It's like, all right, man. I'm starting to think the apology wasn't sincere. <laughs> but the fact that Brock Purdy looks like Lee Harvey Oswald is pretty indisputable. Pretty incredible. All right. Somebody tweeted that a few weeks ago. They're like, I've been racking my brain <laughs> all year trying to figure out who Brock Purdy looks like. And I figured it out. He threw it up there next to pictures of Lee Harvey. And I was just like, oh, my God. Now, I want you to know it's not great. Uh, much of this Super Bowl tortured me because of how much it perpetually rotated around special teams players. I know. <laughs> I, um, I mean, 50-yard average, averages for both punters. Yeah. Back-to-back record-breaking field goals. Yeah. A blocked extra point that really – would have ended effectively into the game. I mean, it would have changed what Kansas City did if they were down by a point or didn't need a field goal. But I mean, you would have been up twenty to sixteen instead of nineteen to sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and I hated it. 
And probably, low-key, the biggest play of the game was, or one of the biggest plays of the game, was Kansas City's hold on the long field goal. It was a tremendous catch and hold on a super long field goal that usually is a problem, and there's really no good reason why the 49ers got their extra point blocked. No, there wasn't. He just hit that poorly. He kicked it poorly and left it up to be blocked. This was not the Super Bowl I was hoping for. (laughs) We're talking about punters and kickers and, and holders. And all that crap. You had both punters, I think, average five, 50 point something yards on five punts. Yeah. And the so exact la- same average. Late in the game, before his late uh, field goal to tie the game, I put a flyer bet on, uh, on Butker to win MVP. $10 at plus 10,000. Okay. And after he hit that field goal, and there was a couple minutes left in the game, and it was tied at 19 19. His odds dropped all the way down to plus twenty eight hundred. Like I was on course. If they had to settle for a field goal in overtime to tie it again, and then gotten the ball back and kicked a, a game winning field goal, how do you not give it to him with six field goals? Like it was so plausible. It was so plausible. And Mahomes only having one touchdown. Like the whole thing was was in front of me, and the odds kept getting lower. And then Mahomes they scored the touchdowns. Like oh, it's over. The well, dream is gone. The guy who. For a very long part, a very long portion of this game was low key about to be like that guy we talked about on Friday. Johnson. Was, was Ju- <laughs> no, it was Juwan Jennings. Jennings, that's what I meant. Yeah, not Johnson. Juwan Jennings. Jennings, who it was, I, I had forgotten about this entirely. Did you see the tweets during the game where in his high school recruiting class, he was rated ahead of Lamar Jackson as a quarterback prospect yeah. coming out of high school? That's crazy. And then he throws and catches a touchdown, uh, and had a wonderful game, and I think really was on his way to be oh, the MVP sure. of the game had the Chiefs not won. I don't know how you don't give it to him. Yeah. When, after he scored his own touchdown, after throwing a touchdown, I don't see how you don't give him the MVP. And on a trick play, made the right read. Like, right. looked downfield and then went, like, are we really going through a progression on trick play? We were. It's normally on trick plays because he had a quarterback history. Like, you know, when you get a receiver that hasn't played quarterback that does that. You know, and actually most people that, that end up making that play, a lot of more receivers than you think used to be quarterbacks. You know, because the be- like, they're the best football player period on their team in high school, you know, and they end up with the ball in their hands. You know, that's how Kerry Rhodes was. That's how a lot of people were. Not just receivers, safeties, anybody. Um, but that looked pretty likely at that point. And the fact that, I, what was it, Mike Golick Jr., I think, tweeted out just an all-time – Autocorrect, all star, Juwan, the way he spells it, like J A U A N. It's Juwan, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but not Juwan, like Juwan Howard, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Which is how you would normally, most people would spell it. Right. Or Juwan, like J A J U A N. The other thing, real quick, before sure. we go to break, no, uh, Mahomes all night was corralling some bad snaps. There were a ton. Creed Humphrey was struggling last night, and he's a phenomenal center. He's been great ever since they drafted him out of Oklahoma a couple years ago. But he was struggling with his snaps, and it it disrupted him a few times. But Mahomes was getting getting that corralled and and getting his his eyes downfield quickly all night. So that's another. I mean, he's just a he's a different level dude. I did want to very uh, quickly mention it's being a. Uh, reported uh, really through, kind of throughout the day that uh, Greg Scruggs is heading to remember Greg Scruggs go Greg Scruggs uh, of defensive I, line, but you, what do you mean do I remember he's Greg heading uh, to Michigan to join Sean Moore staff as the defensive line coach at Michigan Love good that. for 
him. Yeah, get in there, dude. One of the best uh, stories coming out of the uh, the late Craig Thorpe, early Charlie Strong years was his development as a player, yeah. uh, and then his development as a man, and, yeah. and his his success story overall uh, out of, coming out of Cincinnati. And just what a wonderful, wonderful kid, and, man! Now, and I, I love this for him. I'm very proud of it. It's a great it's a great spot for him to be in, and he had a really nice, solid NFL run. Uh, mostly with Seattle, and I think he got on with Dallas at some point after that. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he had a nice little career, made a nice little bit of money, and now he's 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 in a really good place with a coach that knows him. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we can open up the phones, let you guys sound off uh, on this one, and we got. We have so much. We have There's so, so much. much stuff. Like, we hardly got into anything off the field at all here around any of this. As long as, as well as all of the basketball, and God knows what else, we got Let's a lot. Talk about the halftime show, baby. We'll talk about all of it. Open up the phones For here. Sure. On the other side, on the drive on Ninth and the Ville. Be right back. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Let's open up these phone lines, let you guys sound off uh, here on whatever is on your mind after last night's Super Bowl 58. The uh, Chiefs win yet again. Uh, that is uh, three for Mahomes. Uh, and basically all the guy's done since he took over as the starter there is make it to the AFC Championship game or better. Mm. Uh, and is uh, three out of four in the Super Bowl with a whole lot of time left in front of him. I was having this uh, discussion with my uh, my buddy Brian last night, though, about, like, you can look at it like, man, he's ahead of the pace, or he certainly is, is at least on pace for having that that discussion, uh, just like we used to do with Tiger in the record, you know, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I was thinking to myself, like, if – like, he, he is obviously doing extremely well in terms of endorsements and all that sort of thing, too. Brady is maniacal about everything. And I don't get that same 
thing from Mahomes to where I don't know that he has this desire to keep playing that long. It's not that I don't think he can win that many. If he did, I don't think he's – I think he's somebody who will be just fine once football's over, and I, I could see him being fine with it way sooner than Brady was. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what drives him really. You know, I, I – He just keep playing and not have to be around. Yeah, Brady. he seemed – I mean, up until this year, last year and a half, he seemed pretty down to earth to me. <laughs> Maybe he still is. It just I don't. They seem tense like this become. year. Look, they didn't seem like they had. We, you know what this looks like. There are teams who don't look like they have a super amount of fun. Yeah, they when they win, like they're having fun this year. Uh, that third Cowboys Super Bowl. Yeah, you know the the Barry Switzer one like that. That wasn't the machine like they were the first time. No, uh, the, you know, like that sort of thing. Uh, you know what it looks like when a team just sort of grinds one out. The Patriots certainly did it in years where they're like, yeah. they didn't look like they're enjoying any of this. Uh, just no one can beat them. There was some of that this year, but this was in their way of doing things, their plan of sort of man- roster management, that sort of thing. He's the most expensive player on the roster. They had to go cheap in a lot of places. This was supposed to be the transition year, and they went it anyway. They won a Super Bowl anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's And ridiculous. this run was the one where they played below zero game yeah. against Miami at Buffalo, at Baltimore, at Baltimore. San Francisco on a neutral field. It's the best. It's the most impressive of all their playoff runs. Yeah, I and agree. The team we all think is the worst. Yeah, which is uh, troubling for the rest it, of it's us. It's worrisome. I would think so. At the same time, though, I would think many of us who have, you know, adopted Lamar as Team One B and the Ravens as Team sort of One B or whatever, or any of you who are Detroit Lions fans watching that game last night, both fan bases had to be sitting at home thinking like, we should be in this game, winning this game. Yeah. Right now. We could have been there. Yeah, and could I, have beaten the performance from either of those two teams. Yeah. I a mean, lot, were, many weeks of the season. The Ravens weren't that far off. In the, the in Lions weren't either. No, I'm saying like just the Ravens weren't that far off in that game. Regardless of how it, it ended, we all saw how it got there. Yep. With a lot of shooting yourself in the foot and impeding yourself, you know, from the coaching staff down to the players. Um, and the Lions blew a historic lead, you know, and, and that's – they have to be – kicking themselves i mean we know uh man campbell is because he he just straight he basically said it after the game like i don't know if we're gonna be and they know what they're looking at as far as uh, unrestricted free agents and and what they're gonna have to do going into next year and, and how the roster might look different so uh it's always a, a challenge year to year to get back to that situation let alone win it and, and the fact that they did it in their bridge year basically is is tough and andy reed deserves a lot of credit for that too I mean, he, he's – I thought his, the, the play calling was inspired in the second half. I thought they did a really good job adjusting to what San Francisco was trying to do to them, you know, and, and uh, Mahomes deserves credit for executing. I mean, I can't say enough about his ability to to read and, and corral those 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 low snaps. I mean, that's not – when you're thrown off like that, you're used to getting it at the waist and it's hitting your, your shins or the top of your shoes, it's not easy to deal with at all. Texture says, I'm not sure about the transition year in the enlisted you know, players on that defense. The defense is capital A. Also. Defense is really good. That's true. But th- I think that's the whole point. Is like This was supposed to be kind of a personnel transition year where they got younger in several other places, yeah. and those core guys you're naming absolutely carried them well enough to win the thing. But that, like, this is the whole point. You forget sometimes in talking about individual comparisons and achievements and stats and contracts and endorsements and whatever else. Trying to win a game here. Yeah. And whether any of us like it or not, wish it was some other way, root for somebody else. Uh, if your team is playing against the team that Pat Mahomes is the quarterback, they got to 
they got a really, really good chance of winning. Yeah. He makes them win. And I think he has that thing, Mahomes does, where Brady had this with when the Patriots win all these Super Bowls with guys who have no business being wide receivers or being really effective wide receivers are. Uh, Jordan obviously had this where guys just played out of over their heads because of a fear of, of being the guy who couldn't win with him. Like it's, it's not like this is, I'm not going to be the, the reason he doesn't win again. I think he gets that out of people. I do. Yeah. I think that's fair. And also, I mean, but yeah, nobody wants to overlook first thing we talked about that defensive performance was awesome. Especially in the second half. I mean, the, the 49ers couldn't. The playoffs, period. Yes, yes. The Chiefs, for sure. 100%. Spagnuolo. Carried them. If there's a coordinator Hall of Fame, put him in it. Yeah. Not a great head coach. No. To this point. Daniels. Shut up, Bobby Daniels. <laughs> Anybody trying to hear Bobby Daniels? Nobody. Look, Spencer, today's not about the Patriots. Uh, you can't. <laughs> You can't bring this conversation back to the I've Patriots. I've seen Brady's name mentioned several times today, so I think it's it not is. about the Patriots. <laughs> it's not. It, Tampa Brady Buccaneer is not Tom the Brady? Patriots. Is that what you're Yeah, yeah. That's Tampa exactly. Bay Buccaneer legend Tom Brady. You know, I, I, New York I just, Jets I legend Nicole Hardman. I, you're right. Oh, well, I was going to get to that. By the I way, I saw but, your tweet last night. Where they said that <laughs> yeah, Hardman had overcome adversity, and by adversity, they meant played, played for the, for the Jets. Jets. Yeah, when <laughs> Mahomes was like, you know, Nicole Hardman been through so much adversity this year, and I was just sitting there going. Rubbing my temple like the Jonah Hill, you know, gif. <laughs> so they're like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, adversity. He had to play for the Jets for two-thirds of the year but and, and not get reps for them, by the way. And I love, by the way, that the Jets were like, just go. Just go, man. We know where your heart is. Yeah, just go. go back. Get out of here. Go win a Super Bowl. You know, that's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's – uh, not just that, but like on the on on San Francisco side, I mean the the Chiefs were really struggling in the first half to get anything going, and Mahomes was running for his life. Yes, and no one was running open. for his life. Yep. Yeah, he was. He had to. Every they, time he got a first down, he was squeezing blood from a stone to get first downs in the first half. The first half, they looked like the Ravens two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Where there, no one was open. He even when he was moving around and keeping plays alive, no one was open. Uh, they they suckered him into a or he made a really kind of a bad throw while rolling and th- when he threw that interception yep. after someone finally did come open, uh, it was uh, a bizarre performance from them to be what I described the Ravens as two weeks ago in the Super Bowl when it should have been as old hat as it could have been uh, for them and for a half it wasn't and they showed some humanity. Uh, and then in the second half, this is why we're still talking about them mm-hmm. because of what they did down the stretch. And Jones and Karloftis in the second half were fantastic, you know, and, and the rest of the Chiefs' defense. And, frankly, Kelsey was getting shut down. But Fred in the first half, was, was he was a non-factor, and he ended up being their leading receiver. But, I mean, they did a phenomenal job taking away what the Chiefs want to do in the first half. And credit Andy Reid and the Chiefs' coaching staff for adjusting and Mahomes for running their adjustments – Incredibly well. I mean, the 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 introduction, the the reintroduction of the RPO at times, you know, and key downs, uh, and his ability to read that and the decision making and, and taking what they were giving him, like we talked about earlier, uh, was why they won that game. What did you think of the halftime show? I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I was entertained the entire time. But I was I'm up- also not like a halftime show. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, 
connoisseur or critic critic yeah, yeah. like i'm not going to do some sort of like super meta analysis of the uh, yeah. the halftime show performance you don't you don't nitpick it as much as other people do no i'm very i am a casual yeah. right J- just be fun can this be fun and it this was is fun phenomenally fun I he was, worked his ass off up there, by the way. I mean, he, he had, like, wardrobe changes. He was dancing the whole time. He roller skated. Jan Jackson tribute out there. It was incredible. Took his shirt off. That's well true. done. There you go. Uh, I, that's why when I tweeted that during the game, I was like, I don't even take – I hardly take my shirt off at the pool. My man's taking it off at the Super Bowl. Like, the whole world. <laughs> Mark, watching Mark showering in a T-shirt. I'm jealous. Very <laughs> was jealous. Was it like Tobias on a rush of development over here? <laughs> <laughs> I was very jealous of Usher. Uh, look, it's, for me, I don't need it to be – uh, revolutionary or life-changing. I just want it to be like a bunch of songs I know that are fun. And then you, you bring a bunch of little uh, side acts around yeah. the main one, and it's fun. Features. The, the jokes about Jermaine Dupree are awesome. And my man went out there with socks with pockets. Did you see this? His socks had button pockets on the side. And I saw Bamani Jones <laughs> uh, refer to him as looking like Shirley Temple. but the best was like all my buddies who are my age you know we all turned 40 this year so we we graduated high school in 02 like usher usher he's a he's a big part of popular music you know of our middle school to, to high school through college he has a ton of bangers obviously we are very familiar with jermaine dupree and I was the only one who recognized him when he came out. <laughs> they were all like, who is that? I was like, it's Jermaine Dupree. It's Mr. Janet Jackson. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> for, okay. Will you forgive me for this? Maybe. For just a minute, I thought it was CeeLo. <laughs> he did look like him, though. Yeah. You were the only one that made that mistake. <laughs> no, you okay. were. You a were, lot of people on Twitter were, saying I, that. I want you guys to know this, that I, I didn't see anybody else, and I was like, these guys are going to laugh at me. And I feel so much better. In the wide <laughs> shot? I feel so much more unburdened. You know, before they, they zoomed in on yes. him, you know, in the wide shot, I was like, they can't bring CeeLo out. Like, he, yeah. he's the controversy. Like, come I on, know. man. He, I know. He roofied girls at clubs. You can't. He's not a member of popular culture Even anymore. Vegas. Sorry, can't, you can't do it. You, I know. It's not happening. I know. And then they zoomed out. I was like, oh, it's Jermaine Dupree. It, it makes this. But, like, CeeLo's from Atlanta, too. So, it was. Oh, I want you to know. He's my, part of the Dungeon family. Like, if, if he had. It, would, it made it, more sense as soon as I realized it was Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, but Jermaine Dupree was, produced a lot of Irish music and he, and he, you know. The Atlanta connection, all that. Right. Yeah. But wh- I want you to know my thought process went like, that's CeeLo. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Jermaine Dupree. Does it, do his socks have pockets? <laughs> like the rest of the show, you're just staring at his pockets, on his socks going. But he came out. Will I Am was almost un- unrecognizable. The other, I mean, wearing his futuristic stuff. That's pretty. All right, Everybody okay, my Will age is like Luda. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Luda's the Luda's the star. I thought Alicia was good last night. No, don't trust me, buddy. It was fun. Yeah, I've I've always had a crush on Alicia Keys. When she came out, I was like, yes, this is my favorite part of the show. It was all fun, and the halftime show should should be fun. And again, the only person that my Super Bowl party that knew who that was, I was like, "Dude, she's hers, awesome! Like she's a she's freaking rock star." It was. uh, I saw a tweet uh, of the video of her as an eleven year old singing at the uh, the national anthem for a Forty Niners game, which is very cool. And now, this many years later, halftime of the Super Bowl with the Forty Niners, and not bad. Uh, for any commercials that stuck out to you, good or bad, I know a lot of people didn't seem to like the commercials. It feels like every year no one likes the commercials anymore, but I thought there were a couple that were good. See, I I haven't watched – I haven't seen any of them with uh, with the sound. 
because like, with the kids running around at the Super Bowl party and, and we we there's like three TVs in my buddy's basement and we end up watching the little one at the bar usually <laughs> so uh, the the sound was so faint I just miss the commercials usually and I if there's good ones I go back and watch them. Like, if people like these are really good, I go back and watch them on YouTube. I know all of you will be shocked uh, to learn that I very much enjoyed the Aubrey Plaza resting Mark Ennis face commercial. That was a good one. It was. I thought it was great. I need to go and see that one. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, that one a lot. She shares your trait, for sure. A hundred percent. Having not one, but two Flashdance references in commercials last yes. night. I was I like, I'm, see the, that, yeah. I'm the only one under 30 that probably got those references, but it was, <laughs> it was still great. It was, and a lot of people thought that the gummy nerd cluster or whatever that was looked like the WKU mascot. <laughs> uh, in, in Did anyone commercial. in your household get the uh, Flashdance reference, Mark, besides Angela? Well, it was we were. It was the only. It was just the two of us. But yeah, we we got it immediately. But I've told you guys before. I used to. I love. Well, Irene Carey used to come into the store I worked at. Yeah, she lived in. Right. You know, she had her, her fan mailbox there. So I just flash dances, especially up there for me. Yeah, she's awesome. She's great. Uh, I saw like when Spencer texted about the flash. I saw the flash dance commercial, but the sound was off. But I could see the reference. You know? The Dunkings commercial was awesome. I mean, that that was really good. And they've dunk- been building up to that one. For and weeks. they're selling. Uh, I saw Darren Ravel tweet this that they're selling the tracksuits, the, the track suits which is, and I thought that was a really, really well done commercial. Uh, I really, I enjoyed the Bet MGM one, where it's like everyone can win, not you, Brady, <laughs> where he wasn't allowed to win anything, he wasn't allowed to participate because you, you've won enough. You can't. Yeah. I, I thought that, that was really good. By the way, I, Brady has no charisma. I disagree. I think he's, he's no charisma. He's gonna do great in the broadcast. Brady. I think so too. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna we'll suck see. because of how good Olsen's been, though. If yeah. Olsen gets demoted to number two, but he will because he's because Brady's a quarterback. And the if they could of all trade time. him for picks or something, Fox probably would. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, the Al Michaels trade where it's like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit goes yes. over. I will yeah. see if he's good at the booth. I'm not 100 percent convinced he will be. To be honest with you, oh, I, I think you will. I will see. Yeah, but we'll see. He's not, he's not the last com- night. That's for sure. He's not the commercial uh, genius that Peyton Manning is. The Sorry. Twisters. Somebody said Twisters was right there as a sequel name. Uh, for that movie, but that looked pretty good. I really like the NFL Africa ad for like. There's always a couple of earnest ones. Mm-hmm. I really I liked that one. Uh, the bullying ones were relatively effective. Those are the ones I saw in the fourth quarter, like with NFL stars reading who were bullied. Yep, reading kids, uh, right? Kids like diary entries. I thought that was pretty pretty effective. Yep. So I was like, man, are they playing this for laughs? Like at the beginning, I was like, this is this going to break in the wrong direction? Like this isn't good. And then yep. I was like, oh, I liked the the NFL Africa one. Uh, commercial, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, for the ones that were kind of a little bit more serious, sure. No, I really enjoyed uh, that one. Was there a Clydesdale commercial? There was. Okay, was those, there? those always get me. Yeah, just when, uh, just the one time. They always get me. I have yet to see how it works in terms of because we all know Super Bowl ads are very expensive and they're super intentional. I my uh, friend Josh who covers uh, Philadelphia college basketball, so it's like the, you know the Big Five and all that. Yep. Uh, he his sister worked on the Auburn Plaza ad. Nice. And he's like they were they did that ad. It took them a year. It's all she talked about for one year, and then bam, there it goes thirty seconds. That's out wild. the door. How do they do the ads for overtime? How does that work? That's a great question. I have no idea. Like because you, I mean, you know, they're gonna maybe they have a contingency where it's like. If we get to overtime, do you want priority, and we'll charge you this much more? Right. You know what I mean? Like, are you willing to Pre- run another ad? Couple, yeah. Make goods or something. I right. think that's probably it. You know, or there, there's incentives and everything like that. How many people who watched the Super Bowl last night were surprised to find out that it's Temu and not Timu? And I'm 
here to tell you that I'm still going to call it Timu. Timu. I don't I, care what they say. I just don't trust it. I saw they just advertise every two ads, and I was still confused what the hell they even are anyway. It's there like, were a lot of people that were It's just the newest of, edition of the Wish app, which is just like cheap yeah. stuff from yeah. China. From China, yeah. yeah. But it, I'm going to call it Timu. Everybody calls it Timu. Because when you say Timu, it sounds like Timmy. <laughs> Look, that's what it sounds like. Every time I heard them say it in the jingle, I was like, that's not what you're going for, guys. I was not expecting that. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I just don't trust it. I downloaded it for like a day, and I was like, you know what? This is not... I get they're 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 spying on me. Just deleted it, and I'm not like a tinfoil hat guy. But I was like, this is not. I'm I'm not into it. That I'm out. Uh, a number of you have texted in that <laughs> you just gonna leave this on my on my phone. I'm not doing it. Uh, a lot of you tweeted that you liked the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger like a good neighbor. Uh, <laughs> I did commercial. see that. I, I had that with the, with the audio. Neighbor. What about you, Spencer? Did you have any that you really liked? Like I said, the flash dance ones, and then. Like, I'm not a big Marvel one, but seeing that one Deadpool commercial, they use the uh, 90s Bulls intro theme for it. <laughs> Even though it was one of those, like, cheap ones where it's like, click this QR code to watch the full trailer. It's yeah. like, you have the spot. Just show whatever you want to show. In the it was commercial for a commercial. Seconds. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you want to see the full thing, go online or whatever, but... Yeah, if you think this yeah. commercial's good. <laughs> it was like, I don't even like commercials anyway. It's like a down payment on a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> the Michael I'm, Sarah one I thought was clever. Yeah. For the, uh, Cerave. the Cerave. Yeah, yeah just because play off his name. That was clever, I thought. I, uh... Deadpool 3 is like the first Marvel movie I've been really, really psyched about in a while. So, since they're kind of easing everything into the Marvel Universe from, from Fox. and Any big uh, critiques? Any big critiques of uh, Nance and Romo before we move on from the Super Bowl? You know, I couldn't hear out. the audio for like three okay. quarters of the game. I Romo it was, it anyway. was It was pretty low, but at the end of the game, it was fine. Like It, it, didn't, it didn't distract me much. I did, see, I did hear the clip of him trying to sing. What was he singing? It was an Adele. It was an Adele. It was Adele. Was, was it rolling in the deep? I think Maybe. Been, yeah. He's humming along while they're going to the and then also, But then all of a sudden he was like, eh. He wasn't even humming. He was like trying to sing. I, look, I, I, think that. I think I like Romo. Uh, I think he struggled the, a little bit the last couple of years, but yeah. Uh, well, I like him because he he gets excited, yeah. and I feel like he's he really enjoys it. And I, I, I want the color guy it, to Mama. be like, this is fun. Like, I really do think the color guy should should sound like that. And I think he captures that really well. That being said, they trampled mercilessly over the, the, the winning touchdown. Yes. It's not a good call. The Kevin Harlan radio calls a million times better. Yeah, I saw you uh, playing it earlier. Yeah, it's uh, For as impactful of a play it was, like, Nicole Hartman didn't, Really know that he scored the winning Threw touchdown. The ball on the ground. Yeah, like nothing. Didn't no, keep it. They don't know where it is. Nobody quite. Under, that's ridiculous. Quite understood the weight of that moment. I don't think. Nobody. I mean, until three seconds later, like, I mean, oh, Hardman, game over. Hardman sitting in the locker room right now is like, I didn't know the overtime rules either. <laughs> he would not have let go of that ball. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. I know that even with that jovial first hour, Dave is mad as hell about our officials, and he's going to do his best Mark Blankenbank impression on the other side here. Stop on the drive when I find the ball. Be right back. 